Change is hard, but sometimes it's necessary, especially when it relates to your business and digital platforms. Welcome to the Field Famous Podcast, brought to you by Field Routes, a show that shines a light on the field service industry and the dedicated professionals that grind every day on their journey to success. I am your host, Dr. Christopher Fasano. Before we begin, just want to remind you the best place to find a new episode of this show is to subscribe right on your favorite pod player. That could be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find a podcast, you'll be able to find and subscribe to the Field Famous Podcast. The show is also available in video format in case you want to watch the video of me talking to our guests today. You can go to BeFieldFamous.com and right there you'll find our YouTube link and you could subscribe. And last but not least, please consider giving us a five-star uh, review. If you're really enjoying the show, it'll help other find the show, and we hope that they will learn from these episodes. Today, our guest is Mark Stewart. Mark is a strategic account executive at FieldRoutes. Mark has over 20 years' experience in the digital transformation space. He has helped Fortune 500 companies transition and learned a lot of lessons along the way, and he's here to share those with us today. Mark, my man, are you ready to be field famous? Absolutely. I've been looking forward to this. I'm, me too, Mark. So uh, Mark and I are colleagues. We work together, um, and we've been talking about having Mark come on the show to share his unique expertise, um, and I'm glad we got him on. And I'm glad we got him on at this time of the year, Mark. Um, so we're recording the show. It's first week of September, just coming out of Labor Day holiday. And um, by the time this comes out, it'll still be very, very relevant. That this time of year, for all of our listeners, most people are in the field service space, pest control, maybe lawn. Maybe the busy season is now starting to wane. It's starting to come down a little bit. And you've really then, you've gone through the ringer, right? You've been busting your butt all, all season. You're, you're sort of seeing where your strengths are. You're also seeing where your weaknesses are. You're maybe looking at your business and saying, hey, I really need to do something. I really need to uh, sort of take another, get to another level. Or maybe it's time for me to consider uh, upping, you know, upping the ante in terms of my my digital, my CRM, my software, et cetera. And so Mark is going to be here today just to talk about his expertise in that in that sort of regard. And and we'll we'll start with there. But Mark, before we really get into all of that cool detail, I would like you to just introduce yourself to everybody so they can get a sense for, you know, who you are, what you've done in your career and how you sort of got to where you are today. I would love that. Thank you. So basically what I've done is I was very fortunate. Early on in my career, I was able to help um, the large broadcasters in this great country of ours, uh, ABC, CBS, NBC, Turner even. I got to help them with their digital transformation process. And so I've, I've been very fortunate to work at AT&T, CareerBuilder, and now I work at Field Routes. Uh, when I first started, it was a smaller company, uh, but it just had a, a wonderful product and Basically, what I've discovered in my career is uh, pulling in from what I've learned for the past 20 years about knowing when the cusp of change is and knowing how to make that change and how to do it the right way. Mm -hmm. uh, learning it from the largest companies to someone who's just a you know, one-person operator. Um, I've been very fortunate to be able to navigate that space for a long time. So when we started talking about this idea, I was like, I really want to help people in general understand what's going on today, what's different, and why change is important. And you know, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. But being here at Field Routes for seven years, it's been exciting to be to see all the great changes in our industry. And right now, there's so much, there's more change. I think the past 20 years, uh, ever since 2020, everything has changed for our industry, and it's exciting to be part of it. So, so it's awesome, man. So a couple things before we get into sort of the nitty gritty nuts and bolts of what we want to talk about today. Um, 
you know, on this show, we talk a lot about business growth, right? A, a lot of the things, there's different aspects of that, but we talk a lot about, because in the end of the day, people in this, in this industry, in this space, and most people with a the business, they want to understand how they can better grow their business and how to scale. So in that sort of regard, you know, you've been at a company now, Field Routes, that has seen growth. Um, and I'm wondering if you could just walk me through your experience there and, and how that sort of growth and, and new things that are going on will ultimately benefit the customer downstream. Yeah, I think what's funny is I've heard it so many times with great change comes great opportunity. And, you know, in 2020, a lot of people were deciding, you know, on the fence on how to change their business, not just talking about software but in general, making some, some big shifts to help get more young people in the door and all those great things. And people that tend to do the exact same thing that they did before the change seems to have to struggle and have a lot of problems. Uh, the people that are able to see the change and make it uh, at the right time seem to navigate it with success. So um, there's so many opportunities like in baseball, um, the Cy Young Award, uh, I like to think of. Cy Young is just the best pitcher of all time because so much changed in the game of mm -hmm. baseball that uh, Cy Young was the first pitcher to adapt to the change. And when he adapted to the change, now he has records that no one can beat because he was the first one that adapted to it and everyone else was behind. So change is obviously really important. But it's funny because when I first started my career, um, you know, ABC, CBS, all these really large broadcasters are saying, OK, I, I need servers and I need to put them somewhere. And that's what I see here here in our industry. I walk in, I look in the break room and there's a server right there with the air conditioner on keeping top, cool. try, trying to keep yeah. it, trying to keep yeah. it cool. And you're just trying to hold that thing yeah. together. And so it's, it's fun to walk in and see how, um, how the cloud, how AI is changing so much right now, because the cloud, you know, is so amazing when it did come out, you know, years ago, what's nice is when field routes came around, the cloud was already there, but what's nice is there's so much change to understanding what is going on in the market today is going to help you be a lot more, you know, successful, but it's nice to not see, not take care of those servers. Yeah, really. <laughs> anymore. Right. There's a there is a, a solution for that. Thank God. And now there's just these clouds. And I always say, like, I want to go in that cloud one day. You know, I want to see what's going on. <laughs> just, just I want to go see in. what's going on in that cloud. It's got to be pretty big that cloud, like because everything's going in that cloud. Um, so it's it's funny when I worked when I worked at AT T, we got to see Google and and uh, you know a lot a lot of great. And when I saw the cloud. You're not really that impressed. Yeah, that's what I would imagine. <laughs> it's just rows. It's just rows and rows right. of servers. It's just like that's the cloud. Uh, but it has a lot more security and a lot more capabilities. But at the end of the day, it's a server not in your break room. It's, it's a server in a much better facility. <laughs> um, let's start with this concept of digital transformation, Mark. Like, can and talk about what that actually means, and maybe talk about um, what what you've seen there, and 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 what you think are the benefits to this adaptation and transforming the digital uh, sort of blueprint, if you will. Yep, it's it's funny. One, one of my customers uh, sent me an email. And it was just a picture of uh, an airline company. We won't tell you, you know, who, who it is, but I think we all know. An airline company decided not to make any change. And they said their old platform, the old way of doing things was going to be fine. And then all of a sudden, you know, bad weather hit, certain things happened, and the whole system shut down. And so sometimes people think it's less risky to do nothing. And they don't realize uh, that is actually more risk than making change. And I'm not just talking about software here. I'm talking about 
how you hire young people. Mm. You know, some people have issues with, okay, I recruit the same way I've always recruited and no young people want to work here. It's crazy. They just don't want to work. Well, it's, you're not changing. Right. There's, there's a change happening and you're not, you don't see it and you're not adapting to it. And so regardless what it is, you got to be aware. It's not the, their fault. Sometimes it's some, it's internal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the change, the change is always coming. Every year there's something that is changing and you need to be aware of it. That's the number one thing I want to tell like all of our customers. You need to be aware of this change and not just ignore it. It's not not the best strategy. There's all there's levels of it. I like, you know, there's this digital you you can transform digitally going from pen and paper to a a software, a computer. That's obviously a very, you know, black and white change, right? That's looks but there's also change within digital digital and by definition you have to be nimble it's changing all of the time right like you know you're talking to somebody that does digital marketing and digital advertising i mean like you can change i can change an ad in every five minutes if i had enough creative right like you you can there's always change within the levels of digital so even if you have decided that you're hey i want to go from paper to a software or some sort of digital crm or erp whatever you want to do those are continually optimizing and changing over time. So you have to be willing to take a look at that as well, I imagine, right? And not just stick to something that you changed five years ago. Yep, I, I agree. That kind of brings up a good story. Um, so this story really puts in perspective. So when I started this company seven years ago, uh, the big push was custom software. And it's kind of interesting how things have completely changed because custom software kind of told uh, the industry, and I'm talking our industry, we can do everything for you. Uh, in a blink of an eye, we'll do, we'll, we'll go to the moon and back for you and anything we can do, whatever you think of. And it's funny because now the change has hit. It's like, wait a second. That's not the case. Right. <laughs> that, that is not, not true. So basically what's happening is the big change is software is becoming more, uh, specific. So like when you go to a software company, you need to really need to think of this software is not going to solve every problem in my company, everything that I could ever think of. This software, I need to hire like I'm hiring an employee. And so that's the biggest change that's happening like right now. You know, people need to think of software as this is going to do this specific action. This is going to help my employees. So one of my owners, uh, one of the companies that uh, I become friends with just everybody. That's why I love so much about this industry. He really does, me, you everybody, really by why? the way. I, I've seen it in like real life. People will come over like, where's Mark? See Mark? Is Mark here? Where's Mark? Where's Mark? So I can, I can vouch for that. Sorry, go ahead, man. No, no. Uh, I'll tell you a completely random story. But uh, when, when I first got started, it was like three years in, maybe four years in. The, the marketing department, uh, the head of marketing came over and said, hey, Mark, can, can you come over here and look at my computer? Sorry, going off on a side tangent. That's what fu- what's fun about these. So he goes, I want, I want to show you something. So they show me a Google AdWords. And basically what, what Google does is it lets you know of certain keywords you need to buy because this is how people are trying to find you, you know, pest control software or whatever it might be. And one of the keywords that Google recommended was Mark Stewart. Oh, are you serious? Was it expensive <laughs> to buy? Do you know? Was it an expensive uh, keyword? No, it, was, it, was <laughs> it was really cheap. cheap. So, <laughs> it was no, a bargain. You know, there you go. No one else was paying that. It, it was a bargain. That's awesome. But I thought, I thought that was pretty that funny. funny. But no, I really, what's nice about this industry is it's so close. Everyone knows each other. Everyone's friends. Everyone knows about, uh, you know, who they like, who they don't like. And uh, fortunately, I just, once you get into this industry, you never want to leave. So if someone is listening to this podcast that's not in the pest industry, 
you need to get in as fast as possible because it's such a it's such a wonderful place to be. But the biggest thing, going back to my original story, is um, you need to understand that software can't solve every problem. You really need to focus in on what problems am I trying to solve in my business, and what can fit uh, fit in that. You don't want to put a square peg in a round hole. You want to make sure that it is solving the problem that you need. And like that was one of the things I was going to ask you. Like if I'm sitting here and I'm saying like, well, what what does a software actually do for me, and you know, how can a software, you know, what are some of the things I should be looking for in my software, even if I have one already? Do you know what I mean? So it's like, is it really yeah. that big of a deal? Like, are they all the same kind of thing? You know, the, I, I think I've seen that a lot. Like a software is a software. It might feel a little better. It might look a little prettier. But like, what exactly in your experience and seeing it, has it helped, you know, your, your customers what it, to do actually and to be better? I, I love that. And, and just thinking about in general, the biggest change that's happening right now is people can't find enough employees. Mm-hmm. So that's the problem. That's the big problem right now. You know what? I have a staff. They're amazing. But when I double the size of my business, I need to double my staff. And I can't do that. It's just physically not possible. So that's where it comes into play. Yes, Software can all look the same. Oh, it, it bills, it schedules, it has mobile apps. Well, it's all the same, but the key is efficiency. That is what's changing the game right now. It's all about how do I make my custom, my employees' life easier? Right. You know, I, I always like to say, I, in the past, I always said, make my family's life easier. And that's another big change that's happened in our industry is uh, young employees don't like to hear family because... Maybe they got let go from their other company that they thought was a family or, hey, I thought this was a family and you guys are being really terrible to me. And so it's a team. So what what your job is as a leader is to make your team's life easier. And all of a sudden, when you make your team's life easier, they sell more. They take care of more customers. They do better customer service. You know, when you take load the load off their back. So that's really what technology brings to the table is, you know. A lot of people like to say, oh, my goodness, it's going to solve everything. You just hit a button and you still need employees. But at the end of the day, that employee is going to be so much more efficient because one employee right now with an old software uh, needs to do what really three employees is doing. (laughs) They're working till seven, eight o'clock at night trying to keep up with an older software. And so that's that's really, really the difference is is this technology? Is this going to be a solution to my problem and will it make my team's life easier that's that's the Uh, ultimate that man that needs to be the precedent i I think i told you this the other day like everyone i've talked to almost everyone i talked to on this show and undoubtedly it comes down to their team like i i don't think i ever talked to somebody and them not mention their team or their staff or that being the most important part of their business yes you have to have a good product you have to have good service you have to have good customers yes but you have to have a team you have to have a team that believes you have to have a team that feels like they can grow with you and if you can do that, they'll stay and it makes it more, they'll, they'll refer other people to come work for you. And they'll, you know, the, people will want to work for that organization and that company because they've heard that it's a great place to be that takes care of their team. So as efficient as you can make it be, their routes aren't all over the world. They're consolidated and they're in a nice place. They can schedule all of that stuff matters to people out doing the work. And so efficiency, you're right, name of the game. And it's absolutely where it can have the biggest impact. So what I want to do is I'm going to put on this. Um, sorry, I'm going to put on my neuroscience hat for a second. 
Mark. Um, and I was hoping I you did, would. Uh, yeah, was, sorry. That was my because you know why, goal. man? This, this, this is something that's truly, truly a psychological feat, and that is change. No human that has an evolved brain, which 99.999% of humans have an evolved brain. There's a small percentage that do not. Um, the brain does not want to change. The brain has a lot to do, a lot. Think about what the brain's got to do. If you think about your day is rough, think about the day of the brain. It's got to make sure that you're breathing, uh, that you're actually alive and functioning and handling all of the sensory inputs and things that it's seeing, processing it, making memory, and making sure it knows what's good, what's not. It definitely doesn't have any room to hear about all the things you want to all of a sudden change because then it's got to be like, okay, man, how am I going to handle this now? I got, I've already adapted. So it's, we're set up to just do the same thing over and over again. We much prefer to do that. Now, we're talking about, in a business, making a significant change. I want to upgrade my digital platform. I want to move to a digital platform. I already have all. It's a lot, and it's very hesitant, and all of the anxieties kick in. So it becomes the number one thing you would need to sort of get over, even if you know you want to change. Even if you know you have to change, your brain doesn't rationalize that. So I'm just going to quickly uh, cite this study here, and then we're gonna, I want to talk to you about actual real conversations you've had with uh, customers who, who were expressed that to you and sort of what you have said in those conversations and, and saw them finally get over the finish line to make the choice. Um, so there was this study done, research at Penn State. I find this to be fascinating, right? All the participants had some sort of anxiety, right? Um, and what they were, the four times a day, they were prompted by text to record any worry from the past two hours, okay? Boy, I would love to be a part of that study um, to ensure that they can capture as many uh, worries as possible. Then, okay, so the study participants then reviewed their list of worries every evening over the next 30 days to see if any of them came true. So what they actually worried about, right? That was there, that was what they were told to do. The researchers only focused on worries that could actually be tested in a 30-day period. For example, I'm gonna fail my math exam tomorrow. That actually you can test because you know if you fail or don't. Not something like I will develop a, a terminal illness or something before I die. Like that's something you can't test, right? So the average person reported three to four testable worries per day, just to give you the scale of what people are worrying about. And here was the result. 91% of all worries never came true. 91%. And of the remaining 9% of the worries that actually sort of came true, the outcome was actually better than expected one third of the time. So even if it did come true, it wasn't as bad as they thought it was gonna be. Point being, the majority of the time we create situations in our mind, in our brain, in our world that most of the time aren't gonna happen. So we, we set up all these things and then finally we get on the other side and we're like, okay, yeah, sure, that was a little uncomfortable, but man, look at where I am now and look at where I can go. And so bringing that full circle, you have real life conversations about growing business, scaling, digitally transforming, but man, Mark, I don't know if I can do it. So tell me, walk me through some of those conversations and what, what they look like and what you ultimately advise or say before someone's like, all right, let's do it. All right, I, I'm taking I the hat that. off now. And it's off. It's back up. I got a couple of ideas from what you just said, which is, I think it's going to be really impactful. So uh, worrying, I think, has a purpose, you know, because worrying means I need to be prepared of course. for this. I don't need to just, 
Okay, I'm worried about my math You should be concerned, right? So now I'm worried about it. I better stop watching TV. I better stop going. And prepare myself. Playing video games. I need to study for this test to make sure I'm prepared. And so worry has a purpose. So the fear is, okay, if I change, that's a big thing in my company. So some people take that fear and say, okay, I'm going to not do anything. Correct. (laughs) So it's kind of like, all right, I'm scared about my math test. So I'm just going to sit here and not do anything. So the key is when you're going to make a big change, think through the change. Grab uh, key members of your team in each department that truly understand their department and the issues they're having, the things they need to solve. Get them in a room and say, we're about uh, we're thinking about making this change. So, you know, you don't just drop it on them like a hammer. (laughs) But sometimes that happens and sometimes that works, but it's not always recommended. It's like, okay, we need to get your all's feedback. What do we need? What's the problems we need to solve? Understand we can't solve every problem and change is going to be tough, but here's the ultimate goal. So once you write it all down, once you plan for it, once you have a team together that uh, is capable, that truly understands what they're trying to accomplish, that is going to make you be so much more successful. So like uh, the most successful people I see transition, they have a transition team, they have these are the key like things dedicated, that were, like you that are going to focus on. Right. Like, yep. This is yep. it. Like you used to do this job, but for a time, I'm going to have you just focus on this and you're going to be the leader of this mm-hmm. project. Smart. The other people on the team still do the regular job, but still are part of that uh, transition mm-hmm. team. So what ha- what's nice is when you make it smaller, it's not everyone right, has an right. input. And it yeah, gets a little bit too, too much. It's just, let's get, let's get focused. And what are the key things we're trying to figure out? What can we work with? Because obviously changing is going to make changes internally and also externally. But I do feel like uh, the customers that I see, and I'm talking about 20 years of doing this, when they get nervous, they make a plan, and then they execute on that plan, they, they are so much more successful. So you have this team, and then I got to imagine you're also you're you're selling them as a strong word because if you're leading this business, it's you're going to be your call. But you want them to feel good about it. You want them to get pumped up. You want them to see the same benefit you're seeing, right? The, you want to get them excited about it. So I imagine that would be some sort of advice that you might say. It is like, listen, get your team and then get them fired up. Like let them see all the benefit, right? Like because I got to imagine if I'm if I'm on board, I'm going to be much more willing to help through the transition. You're absolutely right. So once that small team makes a decision to make the change, you need to get the broader team excited. Like, yes, change is coming, but here's what we're going to get out of it. So we're going to go through this change, and this is what we're going to get at the end of this. So, you know, a lot of people like, you know, hearing no overtime. They like hearing, oh, wait a second, I have to deal with this problem every day. Now that problem is gone. You know, so once you express those kind of things to them, and truly help them understand that this is going to be good for them. It's funny because I heard, I heard a football coach mention one time, he goes, when I talk to the, the entire team, it's great. We, we want to win a Super Bowl. We want to you know, win the championship, whatever it might be. He goes, what really matters is when I go one-on-one individually and I tell them how they are going to win personally. And so once I figure that out, it's so huge because the team obviously wants to win. But people need to understand, why is this good for them? So as a leader, once you understand that, the transition is going to be a lot smoother. And so 
you get you you sort of you you're in your mind you know hey i'm gonna you know i'm I'm gonna do this i really need to do this you go through your little worries like you said you make a plan you talk to a team you get them assembled now you got to go out and find find the car that you want to drive right now you got to go out and start looking around and so um you know i think you were saying like it's about efficiency etc but um any any advice you might offer someone who's I mean, some people know the car, the software, the car they want to drive, the software they want to use. They already know that. Some people don't, and they're going to have to look around and shop. Any advice for anybody, like what to really look for? Obviously, it's going to be specific to their need and growth stage, right? But any sort of standard advice you might offer that person? Yeah, I think obviously history in the business and also the technology is important. Understanding when, when you even look at the software, does it look like it's modern right. and made made in the past ten right. years. You know, so that that kind of thing I think is standard. And then as you really dive down, I think really finding out that I need to solve these specific problems. It's not in general. Right. I just want to change software because right. it looks right. good. I want to solve these specific things. And then once you do it and you solve those specific things, you work with um, with everything else. But that's that's the that's the key. Take that fear and make action and make a plan and know exactly what you're looking for in the software. And then uh, the ultimate goal, like I think 99% of customers I talk to, they always say the same thing. I think we kind of hinted at it. It, it, Of course you want to make more money. You want to be more efficient. You want to be more stops in a day. You want, you want your team not to have overtime. All of, all of them come down to, I want to make their life better. You know, because you know they're making enough money, they're they're doing well. So at the end of the day, is how do I make their life better? And that should be the ultimate driver of this. Right. And for sure. so now, let's say you 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 do all those steps, you find you you pull the trigger, you go. Now you start the process, and you're going. Um, I know it's interesting. You um, you you were telling me about it the other day about the the Boy Scouts model, like of the way to really get into something, right? So let's you pull the trigger, you're moving over, you've you've got your team, you're starting to go. Um, talk to me, talk to everybody a little about that. I think it's I think it's cool. I think it totally relates. Yeah, so it's funny because when I started uh, doing you know coaching training, especially here at Field Routes and and elsewhere for for our friends. The biggest thing is is the way the brain learns, and I want to, and I, and I. That's why I checked you on it. I'm like, just to make sure, am I, I right? Because you're giving the you expert. the hat now. You got it. Go. Yeah, you I was go. About to say you, you gave go. Me, you, <laughs> so step number one is Boy Scouts. You learn something from someone else, either watching a video or training. So you learn it, and then the second phase of that is you need to do it. You need to do the action. And make sure you understand how to do it. Then your brain doesn't really understand the knowledge until you relay it to someone else. So that's what makes you know humans very unique is we transition the knowledge and then someone might do it better than us. Right. So that's the three keys. You learn it. You need to make sure your team actually does it. Because sometimes they say, oh, I watched the video. That is not learning. Like that is just step one. You need all steps. So learn it. Have them actually do it, you know, just in a course in a more test environment. So it's not they're not uh, doing this with real customers. But what they're going to do is do the action that they need to learn and then make sure every individual teaches somebody else. Even if that person already knows it, it's just the action of me teaching you this is how you do it is going to help them learn. You, you, so you, it's, you, it's it's funny. I, I, 
I just listened to something that Kobe Bryant said. Now, Kobe Bryant obviously was an, obviously like an all-world, all-time basketball player. Still, I can't believe that that still can't believe that he that he passed. Anyway, um, I he can't was that. He, his work ethic was un, almost unmatched. There's very few people that you might compare to how he worked and his drive. And he said to, along these lines of like teaching it and repetition. He said something that I found to be so fascinating. I never really thought about it that way. He said something to the effect of. If you, if you have a craft, if you have something that you're doing that you want to do, it could be anything, business, an instrument, a sport, and you practice that thing or you're working that thing for two to three hours a day, call it two hours a day, every single day, there is absolutely no possible way you won't become one of the best at that thing. And I thought about that. And I'm like, is that like hyperbole? Just like a big statement to say. And then I'm thinking about it. And he's like, how? And then I'm like, how often does the average person practice? I think about like my kid going to baseball practice or people going to baseball practice. Maybe they have practice once a week. Maybe. Maybe at home. Maybe I throw the ball with him a couple days for a week for like 20 minutes a pop. He's talking about two hours a day. So that is a meaningful difference. And I think his point is the more you do something, actually do it right over and over again the better you become at it the more the easy more easy it becomes you teach people you show them and you bring them along it's just like that mark it's like anything else right so you have to be willing to put in the time and the and the effort but the reward is almost certainly there if you do it i just just how could it not be if you really go into something so it's just, i thought of that when you're talking about doing it and then you'll be able to teach it Right. A hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's, it's crucial. It, it, and like, you don't think about that as a process of learning, but it's true. You got to be able to know it to the point where you can turn around and teach it. Um, what are some of the things, Mark, that you, you're like, I know you've been in, we're talking about a particular pest control, but even the space, like some of the things that you're seeing or hearing that you're excited for, like, do you see anything coming down the line? Like you talked about employees and things changing, like anything else that like technology or things that you're seeing around that look to be cool. Um, I know there's a lot of cool integrated stuff. Like what is some of the stuff you're hearing about? Oh, AI. That's an easy one. (laughs) That's, that's an easy one. AI is, everyone's wondering how, how we're going to do this and how AI is going to take over the world. And at the end of the day, uh, what, what is nice about the system is, and you can tell me this better than me, because I've done all this research that, you know, the supercomputers is obviously on another level, but there's no computer for the same size that can match the brain and, and what, what it can do. So obviously there's a, there's, that could be proven wrong by the end of this year. <laughs> but what is going to be nice is uh, for us, AI is really the future. Um, if you're not playing with AI, understanding what it is, chat GPT or um, all those great things, like if you're making any content for uh, ideas, that is really a nice, easy thing to jump into and start playing with. Uh, our company is playing with all kinds of AI options. Uh, our developers are having a, a, a great time. It's more, it's more fun. <laughs> but they're coming up with all kinds of amazing things that are coming up. But that's going to be uh, the future. So as of right now, I would encourage everyone listening to just start playing with AI just to understand you know, what it is and how it can help benefit you. But that's probably the biggest uh, shift that is coming. It's not necessarily quite here yet. People say they have AI, but... You know, is it is it really doing it itself or is it just you programming? 
Uh, so like in our, in our software, basically you say, when this action happens, I want this to right. happen. Yeah, that's not, that's not AI, right. <laughs> but a lot of people like to uh, push that that's right. AI. That's just logic, that's and not. written logic code. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's written. That's just written yeah. logic. It's a whole different yeah. ball game. But I, I would say the biggest change is hiring people, uh, what technology can bring to the table. And then that's probably the two biggest things that if you don't take that worry and start doing something about it, uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna catch up to you. You know, also too for someone that marketed for pest control companies, lawn companies, HVAC companies in the past, like you got to be able to speak to them at the right time in the right place too. You you, you have to be able to be able to leverage. The, so you you have this system digital, which means you have data in it, and you should be capturing data about your customer, what they bought, when they bought it, what they don't have yet. Where you know uh, things like that, and then you want to be able to turn around and say something to them at the time where they're going to be thinking about it, where they're outside getting bit by a mosquito. You want them to come inside, sit down, and get an email about, "Hey, I got this mosquito service because the mosquitoes suck right now." Right at the time where the brain is starting to deal with a problem, it finds an answer and it's forcing you to think about it. Why? Because it doesn't want to have to think about it. It's got plenty to do. It's got to keep you alive. It doesn't want mosquitoes biting. So integration with things like that that are going to automate in a different sort of AI, but an automation, behavioral ways. I'm, I'm, I love how where this is moving, especially for businesses like this, recurring revenue that are always looking for upsells and cross-sells and things like this. It's really, really cool. And you got to find a digital system that's going to allow for inputs and hook-ins and integrations it's like seamlessly so you'll be able to do that. So something just a little bit that I'm, that I'm seeing that I'm, that I'm excited for. And I know at Field Routes, we got a lot of stuff cooking with things like that. Um, I told you this would go quick, Mark. I'm looking at the time. So we are, we're getting close to the time. I'm going um, to do the rapid fire questions with Mark now. And then after that, we're going to close with having Mark give some information about how he can be contacted if anyone is sort of facing those anxieties or having those uh, thoughts in their head but wanting to talk it out with someone who's been there, uh, like a software psychologist, Mark. Um, uh, that's good. That's I might use that in the future. Uh, uh, I might put yeah, that on my good. title. I like that. Um, all right. So here we go. Mark Stewart, rapid fire. You know the drill. You're just going to give me the first thing that comes to your mind. No thinking. Uh, and we go. All right, Mark, text or talk? Text. Dark chocolate or milk? Chocolate. Dark chocolate. Same. All that's the good. way. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Summer or winter? Summer. Morning or evening? Oh, man. I know it's weird, but I'm a morning person. I'm not I'm I'm one of those too. weirdos. Beach or pool? Uh, the beach. Salty or sweet? Oh, sweet. Favorite day of the week? Oh, man. Uh, it's got it's to be Saturday. That's when my kids are doing all kinds of activities. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Oh, man. I would like to talk to animals. How long does it take you to get ready in your day? About 15 minutes. Scale of 1 to 10, according to you, how good of a driver are you? Oh, 10. Everybody's always higher when it's themselves rating themselves. Invisibility or super strength? Oh, man. I, I would take super strength. Rats or mice? Uh... I would say rats. It makes my customers more money. <laughs> That's, I've never heard that one yet. Bees or wasps? <laughs> uh, bees. If you were really hungry, would you eat a bug? Uh, 
I, I would have said no, but one of my good friends at Pest World, uh, eight people came by and asked me to eat a bug, and I said no, 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 no. So no. you wouldn't. Then one of my good one of my good friends came up, and so the answer so is you yes. would do it. Sorry, so you would do it. I would do it. And is the Feel Famous podcast the best podcast you've ever been on? Absolutely, a hundred percent. All right, he's Mark Stewart. Um, I want if everybody's out there, whoever's listening to this, and they're. Even if you're not considering any changes or software, but you just have questions, um, Mark's a great guy to just talk to about it. Um, and as you, as I think you can heard in these 30, 35 minutes, he's got a lot of knowledge and he's had those conversations with people who have ultimately went on to go ahead and digitally transform and switch softwares, et cetera, or not. And, and Mark had both those conversations. So Mark, what's the best way uh, someone can reach out to you and initiate a conversation? Well, you can call me, email me. My email is mark.stewart at fieldroutes.com, or you can call my, my cell, which is 214-232-5533. I'll be looking forward to just having a conversation. You don't have to even talk about uh, exactly what we do. It's just that's what I love about this industry is we have a lot of fun. And, and if, if for anybody that misses that, you can always go to befieldfamous.com. There's a contact us button there and I can, you know, we can all find Mark and rattle the information just in case. Um, I want to thank Mark for joining us today. And I want to remind everybody out there, you can go to befieldfamous.com and find all the information, all the previous shows. In addition to this one, you tell your friends, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And remember, your success is fame worthy. So come tell your story. Mark, I appreciate you coming to tell your story, man. Thank you so much. This is so much fun. Thank you.